0: Welcome back, everybody. It has been a long month and however long it was since we've been uh, on here on Christian Concepts to talk to you guys. I'm very glad to be back. We do have a very fun year planned out, at least for us. It's going to be fun. I don't know about you guys. I mean, you listen to it every week, so it's got to be at least somewhat fun. Um, Before we go into that, though, Jesse, how was the new year? I know it was there, but I want to hear it in your own words.
1: It was great. Very eventful. Um, Yeah, uh, Lucas, or Pablo, as I call him, uh, he was able to come up for the New Year's Eve and celebrate it with my church, and we brought in the New Year. And, yeah, since then, it's been a great year. (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, nothing too eventful, I'd say, but it's just been a good, solid year so far.
0: Yeah. um, I I definitely started off this New Year with a bang, you could say. (laughs) (laughs) I, I did go to Jesse's church for their watch night service and it was it was fun. Got a hotel, spent the night and then spent the next day with them and on my way home I was driving um, I'm not entirely positive as to what happened but what I think happened is I hit ice and my car spun out, hit the guardrail uh, but it all worked out to where I literally got up and walked away and was singing after I got out of the car <laughs> Um, I, I, I'm I glad I got to learn from previous uh, circumstances to be joyful in all situations and that God's gonna work something out better and I did pray to get rid of the car so I could get a new one not how I planned it to happen but it did uh, and I walked away with a bruise and a sore arm for like a day the bruise lasted a while but the sore arm was like a day um but i started off the new year alive and well so i'm doing pretty yes. good yes <laughs> but uh let, let's get in alive. oh yeah um uh, let, let's get into the episode uh we are starting a little series heroes of the old testament uh we're gonna try to continue to wrap in concepts in there as well because we don't want it to just be oh look at what they did and no explanation as to why we're talking about it um yeah. I guarantee you we'll get off topic as we did last season, just because that's how we work. Um, yep. Let's go ahead and get in Abraham and Isaac. Uh, I'll let you know right now, I didn't get much on Isaac. I was looking <laughs> in Genesis and the order, and there's there's not too much about him that I could see. Uh, he was, for lack of a better term, in my eyes, what I could see, he was kind of like the go-between to from Abraham to Jacob who then later on became Israel. Uh, yep. So we'll, we'll go ahead and start off with Abraham, because I know Jesse has more notes on him as well. Uh, first off, who is Abraham?
1: Yeah, uh, Abraham. Um, so Abraham is uh, the he's a direct descendant of Sham, who is one of the sons of Noah, if you remember back yes, in sir. Genesis 7, 8, all that um and sham is one of the sons that noah had blessed if you remember uh, after the flood um noah had like a vineyard and everything and i don't know if i think he had too much to drink or something he was drunk or something i don't know (laughs) and uh ham walked in and saw his father laying there naked and went and told his brothers about it and they um his brothers um sham and i think it's japheth if i remember the other one japheth,
0: right? japheth something like that japheth.
1: yeah however you pronounce that uh they both walked him backwards so they wouldn't see the Nicholas, the father and they covered him up and everything and noah when he woke up he knew what had happened he um and he kind of cursed ham and he blessed Shem and japheth and Shem he gave like this big blessing to even when he blessed japheth um he also blessed Sham in that. And Genesis nine twenty six, 26, uh, Noah says, Blessed be the Lord God of Sham, and Canaan shall be his servant. Canaan referring to Ham. And then uh, 27 says, God shall enlarge Japheth, and he shall dwell in the tents of Sham, and Canaan shall be his servant. So Sham has almost this double blessing right there. He's um, really blessed. And uh, Abraham comes from that lineage of Sham. Um, and so... We first see Abraham mentioned, and he's living with his father, which is—I don't know why I didn't put his name down. I think it's Tara, if I remember right.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna quote you on that because I don't know.
1: <laughs> Twelve. Let's see. Ah, where, where am I? Yeah, it I think it's Tara.
0: Finding out where in your Bible things <laughs> are.
1: Yeah, Tara is his father, and um, so Tara—if you actually look. There's a scripture that says he's an idol worshiper, and that is found in, oh my goodness, where did I put this scripture at? Joshua 24 verse two, and if you look at that, it says, uh, Joshua said unto all the people that say the Lord God of Israel, your fathers dwelt on the other side of the flood in old time, even Terah, the father of Abraham, Nahor, uh, Abraham's brother and they served other gods. So Abraham came from a house of idol worshippers and there's traditions and all that. It's, this uh, part is not exactly in the Bible, but there's tradition that says, Tara was an idol maker. Like he made all these images and Abraham would go and smash all these images. I don't know <laughs> if that's true or not. That's not in the Bible. So I can't quote that, but that's tradition. They have all these things that I think in the book of uh, Jasher and stuff. Hey buddy, look what I made, Abraham. Not today. <laughs> So I thought that was hilarious. You know, Abraham just comes in, smashes all that. I was like not today. <laughs> um, so th- yeah, that's kind of where Abraham's coming from. Uh his father um was living when we first come, uh, when we first come into the scene here in the scriptures, he is living in Ur and the land of the Chaldeans. And then um he moves, uh Tara moves with Abraham and Lot, whose father had died, uh to uh, the land of Canaan, and so that's kind of the opening scene of Abraham, kind of where, you know, his descendants were, where he was living at the time, uh, how his household was like that, so um, yeah, that's kind of my opening thing. I'll switch, uh, switch it back over to you, Pablo.
0: Yeah, um, you definitely covered the genealogy. I, I figured you would have genealogy for Abraham uh, Yeah, with the way your mind works, and I did not want to go through that because I get confused very easily when it comes to that. Uh, But fun fun fact about that though, uh, the Jewish in Jewish culture, Hebrew culture, they would actually base genealogy off of the female and the descendants of her. They wouldn't go based off of the descendants of just the man, which I mean, when you Mm -hmm. look at it, they had wives and concubines back then before the law of marriage came into play. Uh, I mean, Abraham, he had his uh, sorry, once his, <laughs> I lost my thought there. he he had a
1: <laughs> he had a concubine as well, Hagar yeah,
0: concubine Hagar. and then he had a second wife after Sarah yeah. died. Um, yep and so they you can't just go based off of the man. That's why they use it based on the woman. that's that's done to this day uh so yeah. they have very good records of who came from who so if mm-hmm. you are jewish i guarantee you there's a way you can find out exactly what line you came from uh which is yeah. pretty amazing in my opinion uh but to, but to continue on who abraham is uh he he was the father of the israelites he was the one that god made that promise to to make this nation uh from him mm-hmm. And he was also known as the father of the faithful. Uh, And that he was, in a sense, that he was the first one to be faithful, Uh, which when you look at how he was brought out in Genesis 12, he heard God say to get out of the land and to follow him, and he just went and did it. There's no... There's nothing written down about him arguing back or being like, yo, what is this? Or being afraid. He just got up and did it. Like, it was someone there telling him to go and do whatever he needed to do, which I thought was was pretty amazing. And, Mm -hmm. like you said, the land where he was pulled from, he was pulled from the land of Canaan. Uh, And before he was pulled out of there, which does say that it was an idol-worshipping place before mm-hmm. he was pulled out of there he was actually in Ur of the Chaldees um, mm-hmm. before that and his father was with him but when he got out uh, let me let me pull up that scripture real quick because I do believe he was told not to take anyone with him I do want to double check that though the Colombian Uh, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee, and I will make thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Which, when you look at it, that's very true. (laughs) um, And then, so Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. So it doesn't say he took Lot with him, Lot decided to go with him as well um, because God didn't tell him to bring your family. He's like, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred. Um, So I thought that was pretty cool that Lot trusted him enough to follow him um, in that as well. And I do want to touch upon the importance of him being called out. Uh, First of all, he he was to be the father of many nations, as we mentioned beforehand. Uh, And I don't think There was, well, I'm I'm going to go off of a whim here and assume because the Bible doesn't mention this, but I don't think anybody else would have just gone up and done it like Abraham did. I I highly doubt there was anyone else in the land at that time that was like, you know what? I hear a voice come from the sky or all around me or however they heard it. Yeah, I'm going to listen to that voice. I guarantee almost everyone is going to be afraid of that, especially anyone knowing about the flood and how God had done that. Like, oh, I, don't, I really don't want to mess up with this guy who just killed everybody, you know? Um, <laughs> get me away from him. <laughs> uh, and I, I I think, oh gosh, I'm just reiterating myself now because my notes literally did that. Goodness. I am really bad at taking notes sometimes.
1: <laughs> um
0: And I, I do want to go forward now to the next part because I think, I think we've covered who Abraham is pretty well uh, but i want to look at the humanity of abraham because we all know we're all human we're all imperfect there's no perfect person uh the only perfection you hear about is noah and <laughs> even then it wasn't talking about him being sinless or blameless uh i'm not going to touch up too much on this because we are going to bring up noah later on but him being perfect Means just being strictly human. <laughs> um we're about this with Seth, from my and Shane, we were talking about this. It says that the Son of Man had daughters had of the earth. That's basically like it's fallen angels had with yeah. It's in in having sort of, like... Modification. So when you... Giants. And... That was... That was very likely all true. But God Mm -hmm. wiped them out. Weren't human. And when you look at that... It only says that Noah was perfect. And his son. Nothing about his son's... uh, Wives. So they could have very likely still had some sort of mutation in them which is why you which is why we believe or at least I believe that that's why we see giants and dwarves and uh, sort of irregular irregularities with people when it comes to things like that I'm not talking about like birth defects where like you're missing a leg or Jesse like you're missing a couple fingers which I still think is awesome um <laughs> For those of you who don't know, when I first met Jesse, I thought he was doing a magic trick when he showed me his hand. Very embarrassing (laughs) afterwards. Um I felt kind of bad, but at the same time, it was really cool. I to this day, I think his hand is the coolest thing ever. Um Well, thank you. (laughs) But but yeah, the the humanity of Abraham, the first time you really see that is when he goes into Egypt. There's a famine in the land. Because doing pretty good, and he tells his wife, do, 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 he came. He to just to beheld the woman that she was very fair. To the oh wait, hold on. still bad. Still Genesis. Uh, and it came to Egypt. He to Rai. She was Sarah, and his. Wife. I know that thou art a fair woman to look upon, so in other words, I know you're looking good. Therefore, it shall come <laughs> to pass, when the Egyptians shall see thee, that they shall say, this is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will save thee alive. In other words, they're going to be yeah. like, this is his wife. Get him out of the picture. So that way there's no goalie, and we can score a goal in soccer. Uh-huh. And so, uh-huh. to say, I pray thee, thou art my sister, That. Well with me for thy sake, and my soul shall live because of thee. Which was his sister. <laughs> it was, yeah. um, look at everything. Not a lot of this is pretty fresh from the flood. It, there's mm-hmm. not no one on the earth, but there's still a very small amount of people. And they were. I don't think they were directly same mother, same father. I think it was his oh, yeah. his mother's daughter. I think they had the same the same father different mothers I think is Um and they ended up I think so yeah uh, The uh, and it came to pass that when Abram was oh he's Abram at this point when Abram was the Egyptian woman that she was very fair the princes also of Pharaoh saw mended her Pharaoh in other words they took her before Pharaoh and well yeah and, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house literally says it right afterwards and he entered and, and treated Abram her sake, and he said, I can't read, goodness. And he had sheep and all, and he asked, he asked isn't camels. Basically, the old way of marriage, like, give me this person, I'll give you all this stuff to make you rich for it. Uh, but right after all that happens, the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this that that done to me? why didst thou not tell me that she was thy? So he found out, which means God had to have told him, don't do anything. And he did. He said, why saidst thou, she is my sister, so I might have taken her to meet wife, and then they told thy wife to go thy way, and for concerning him, and they sent him away, and his wife, and all that. He-. So in other words, he mm-hmm. didn't take back the stuff, because that was him following his honor, his covenant right there with Abram. Uh, and... I think that's that's a perfect example of humanity, especially after the fall of man, uh, yeah. where he he doesn't lie, but he does leave <laughs> out information that would cause harm to Pharaoh if uh, things were to go the way Pharaoh wanted them. Yeah. And the reason I want to point this out is because I, a lot of people these days struggle with the fact, I'm never going to be able to live up to this standard. Look Look at my pastor, look at my leaders, look at my Look at my peers in in this church or wherever it is that they go, they're doing so well. Guarantee mm-hmm. you not one of them is doing well all the time. <laughs> yeah. That, that have had very minimal in their life. But their battles to them that are huge to them would be something very minor to other people. Yeah or maybe medium-sized to other people, because they handle uh, me, me, Henry, and one time on the way home, he's actually sitting here, he's been instructed to be quiet, because he didn't take notes, he didn't take he wasn't asked to take notes, <laughs> I forgot that we're recording today, um, but yeah, he's didn't listening to us, so if you hear actually, it's truly not me, I promise. Seatlight like right there. Gosh. Right <laughs> okay. In other words, even the guy that he was sinful, <laughs> even the guy that everybody in that nation looks up to mm-hmm. as being faithful, as being a top man of God, was mm-hmm. imperfect. And you'll see that for everybody that we go over in this series Uh, but I I didn't want to point that out uh, actually he does it twice he does it in Egypt and he does it somewhere else I can't remember where else that was but I'm going to turn it off to Jesse because I'm going to end up rambling
1: (laughs) yeah so um yeah those uh, great points right there and um I gonna be brushing up on those points um I'll begin, I do want to brush up, um, when he goes to Egypt with Sarah, uh, but before that, um, I want to go to the beginning of that same chapter, Genesis chapter 12, um, where God gave Abraham that first promise we see in scripture. So Abraham was promised to be a father of a great nation. Um, and here God doesn't specify if it's going to be uh, Isaac or ishmael abraham's not sure at this point if he's gonna have multiple sons or anything that's not specified until much later down the road but uh he's just promised to be a father of a great nation and what's interesting is that wording there in the very beginning um in chapter 12 verse 1 it says now the lord had said into abraham get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and blah 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 um so the way it's worded there it makes it sound like the lord had said this um for a while before abraham had made that move now um we are not i'm not exactly sure if that's true or not but the way that's worded makes me wonder how long the period was it um before abraham departed after the lord had instructed him to do that um so abraham departed he was 75 years old when he departed out of haran uh, from his father's house he took sarah with him or sarai at that time is what his wife was called and lot as uh, pablo had mentioned Uh, decided to go with him and so they went out of Haran um into the land of canaan and uh what is what do i have after this um so this kind of similarity between um there's that kind of similarity that i wanted to point out um from Abraham leaving his father's house um to moses actually there's i couldn't help but notice the similarity between these two different men. Um, Abraham was called to leave his father's house in um, Haran. And Moses was also kind of forced out of Egypt um, from uh, you know um, him beating that Egyptian down, um, for the Egyptian beating one of the Israelite slaves. And Moses was kind of forced to run from Egypt. And it's kind of like some similarities going on right here. Um, they both had comfortable living, you know, they were both comfortable with where they were at Moses, you know, in Egypt and Abraham or Abraham at that time in his father's house. Uh, that was something that they both knew or were accustomed to. Um, and God calling Abraham out of his father's house Well, that, that was something that was kind of different at that time. Cause at that time, um, the sons, you know, lived with their fathers, you know, it was like, um, families, you know, a bunch of families lived together, you know, a, a huge family would live together. You know, the grandfather, the son, or the father, the son, you know, all, you had many generations all living together. That's how they did it back then. And so for Abraham to split that up and be like, um, I'm taking off from my father's house and setting off on my own. That was, that was a pretty different thing back then. And to strike out on his own. That was pretty different. So there's some similarities I saw between Abraham, Abraham and Moses. Um, and both would become to be great leaders, of course, in their own respects. Um, Moses would lead the children of Israel out of Egypt, and Abraham would become the father of Israel, basically, or the grandfather, technically. But that first test of Abraham's faith um, in Genesis twelve and thirteen. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so uh, he leaves. Egypt, or he leaves the land of Canaan to go down to Egypt because uh, there was a famine at that time. So, and and it kind of goes along with uh, these points I was trying to make earlier with Abraham being comfortable with his father's house, living in his father's house, you know, uh, living in the traditional um, way that you lived back then. Um, So as soon as the famine hit in that land of Canaan, you see that Abraham, Abraham is leaving Canaan to go down to Egypt and the Lord had said for Abraham to depart and stay in Canaan and so that was Abraham or Abram disobeying uh the word of the Lord and going down to Egypt and that's um that's gonna cost him because while he Abraham did leave Egypt richer um you see that he gets these servants and some animals from Sarai and uh, Pharaoh being together when Abraham or Abram kind of deceived Pharaoh there, um, saying that Sarai was his sister. And so Pharaoh gave him, you know, all these gifts, men servants, maidservants, you know, all these different animals. Um, when Pharaoh did eventually kick Abram out of Egypt, he left with all that. So he was richer and it might have seemed like a blessing at that time, but that would cost him dearly because later down in Genesis chapter 16, you see that. Um, he has, Abraham has a child with Hagar and that child's called Ishmael. That's Abraham, Abraham's firstborn and from Ishmael is believed to become um, many uh, Muslim descendants. So a lot of Arabian Muslims, um, even Muhammad claimed to be a descendant of Ishmael, whether that's true or not. Some people believe that is to be true. Um, we're not really sure. But a lot of Muslims and a lot of um, Arabians came from this descendant, uh, from this lineage of Ishmael. And what had what would have happened if Abraham had just believed God, just trusted God, and stayed in Canaan, even with a famine going on in the land, he could have just, you know, stayed there. Um, And because Hagar, that's how Hagar came into the picture. Was Hagar was from that. what Pharaoh had given Abraham for Sar- Sarai at that time. And it's kind of interesting. Some people believe Hagar to be Pharaoh's actual daughter. So, and, that, and that's just another traditional thing. You can't prove that's from scripture. But you do see Hagar is an Egyptian from uh, that trade back in uh, Genesis chapter 12. So that's the first kind of trial. It's the first t- test of Abraham's faith. And you kind of see he kind of dropped the ball right there. Um, so that's what I kind of wanted to touch up on, uh, kind of cover some stuff with what Pablo had already said. So I'll turn it back over to you, Pablo.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm trying to do two things at once here because I'm I'm getting rid of my Instagram, my personal Instagram, and focusing only on our Christian Concepts Instagram, which, by the way, that is Christian underscore JDP for anyone who wants a direct message for any questions you have or uh comments or concerns i promise i'll probably look at them at some point or another jesse also has that login if he ever goes on there or not But
1: um, <laughs> everyone smile yep <laughs> yeah so i
0: mean it's it's definitely a tool that you can use that we've got our email information everything on there and I, I do believe our anchor link if you need that um and i i didn't notice how few my notes were i thought i had written all these notes down and I really didn't. <laughs> um, but I really didn't. But I do want to go on to something that I, I just found interesting uh, in in Abraham's life um, when he when he went and pleaded with God for Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, something I find interesting about that is before he pleads, he sees these three men walking towards his tent, and he runs out bows his face before them invites them into the tent and he says that one of them is god Mm -hmm. and it took me back for for a second there because i was like okay wait a minute he saw god and he wasn't stricken down by his power because if you look Mm -hmm. where moses was uh exodus between exodus 25 and 28 uh god's coming down on mount sinai and they can see his presence from before the base and they they have the church coming closer and they're seeing where he touched down the ground was becoming like sapphire there was lightning and thunder uh fire coming up with a lot of smoke um and all this stuff and then when moses asked to see his face he said no I'll pass by and I'll let you see the back of me otherwise you'll die and so he passes by and Moses' face is shining so bright that they have to put a burlap sack over his head for I forgot how long and (laughs) when you think about that it's kind of like wait a minute then who did he see and I talked about uh, I talked about this with my pastor and with my uh I can never remember his actual title but Pastor Smith talked about that with them and they're like well they said that Jesus was the image of God and I got me thinking and I was like did Abraham see Jesus wait a minute here and I I do want to study that out a bit more because I, I I have my inclination that he saw Jesus, but just didn't know his name at the time because that was that was the image of God. That's what he came down and looked as. Uh, but then also, when he came down after being, or not when he came down when he rose from the grave again, he looked different as well. Did he? Did, did he see that? Uh, or w- what did he see? And it's that's something that kind of baffled me. Is how did he know he was God from afar off? How did (laughs) that what like what I I kind of I kind of want to know like okay did was he glowing? Was there like a bright light following him or something? What what (laughs) happened to make him know that it was God? And there's there's Mm -hmm. something as he may have seen what Jesus looked like when he came down uh and as as a spirit in a man, in a man's body. Uh, that's that's just something I thought was interesting. And then mm-hmm. then he goes on and he pleads for Sodom and Gomorrah with him. And mind you, God wasn't going to tell him what he was doing. He was going to yeah. go and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah looked at one of the angels with him. And was like, should oh no, was it the either he looked at the angels or the angels looked at him and were like, should we tell him what we're doing? And I think they yeah. asked that because they knew Lot was in Sodom. Uh, and they they tell him what they're gonna do, and so he pleads with him, like, okay, would you destroy it for 50 righteous, 40, 30, 20, and five? Pleads with him continually and like, yeah, if there's there's five righteous people, I won't destroy it. Now think about this. Lot had a two daughters, and I I wanna say there was another family member, but I can't remember. But that right there is four people if it's just Lot, his wife, and two daughters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That means there there was just needed to be one more righteous person, and there was <laughs> not in that entire yeah. place, and that that was interesting to me. And I think I think Abraham got down to five just in case, just in case, he was still righteous, which mm-hmm. were messing around at that time, and Lot Abla- ended up offering his daughters instead of the angels that were with him like no don't know these men go which if if you're older on here and you know what no mean the Bible um basically <laughs> they, they wanted to know the men that they lent in the house and he was like no you can have my daughters and do with them as you please like mm-hmm. what <laughs> you, are, are, what did you, you wanted to make a trade like that with your daughters but enough yeah. about Lot, we're not talking about him um, uh, <laughs> but i i thought that that was interesting that he was able to see god and not be able to die from his presence uh so it, it kind of made me think of what did he see who did he see well I mean, he saw god obviously but who did he see him as uh yeah and that got my gears turning and i don't think there's i don't think i'm gonna find a specific answer for that i think that'll remain a mystery to me unless i mm-hmm. really studied that out um <laughs> but that was that was something interesting and Uh, Before we go on to our our break, do you have anything else you want to add real quick, Jesse?
1: Uh, I know the first I think the next things are kind of kind of be uh, lengthy. So I think we'll probably just hop into the break.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, we still got our ad that I recorded so awkwardly by myself. So we'll (laughs) go ahead and play that for you guys. I have not listened to it since the day I recorded it. So I do apologize for it sounding weird, Uh, but we'll get right back to you. Welcome back everybody We are done with our little break Hope you enjoyed my awkward ad um, For for the remainder of this episode You're going to hear something slightly different I'm going to talk a little bit less And Jesse's going to talk a lot
1: little... <laughs> We're changing on <the> you guys
0: <laughs> Little switch up for the season um, Jesse's going to take it away I'm not going to chime back in for a while Unless I have something that I'm like Oh wait I remember so, Jesse, go ahead and take it away.
1: All right. Awesome. So um, we both have some notes on um, Abraham and Isaac when he Abraham was going to sacrifice Isaac. But uh, that's down the road uh, later in the podcast. Uh, I have some stuff I want to work on before we get to that part. So um, Pablo had mentioned a lot and I did want to talk about Abraham and lot and the uh, kind of uh comparison going on here in genesis 13. um so in genesis 13 uh in verse 6 and 7 it says the land was not able to bear them that they might dwell together for their substance was great so that they could not dwell together and there was a strife between the herdmen of abraham's cattle and the herdmen of lot's cattle um, and the canaanite and the parasite dwell then in the land so the land was not able to bear both Abraham and Lot, they were um, growing uh, quite a bit. Um, I don't know how big exactly their uh, multitude was that they had going on, but uh, they had to split up. So, um, And they split up, and it's kind of interesting that you see Abraham at this time gives Lot the choice. He kind of gives them first dibs. Do you want to stay in Canaan, or do you want to dwell in the plains of Jordan, where you can see Sodom and Gomorrah? Um, and what's interesting to me about that is how I had talked earlier when Abraham first left the land of Canaan to go down into Egypt, when that famine hit the land of Canaan. Um, and how Abraham kind of dropped the ball there. He didn't believe God, that God sustained him through that famine in Canaan. And right here, it seems like Abraham, Abraham's not sure, like, should I stay in the land of Canaan or should I leave it again and go to the plains of Jordan? Because the scripture says... That the plains of jordan were uh, uh, pleasant to the eyes um, you know Lot was looking through you know the the choices and you know his eye kind of just settled there in the land um in the plains of jordan because it was uh, i forget how the scripture says it exactly but you know i think it was like pretty green and lush and it looked great over there
0: oh and, yeah the grass is always yeah. greener kind of situation
1: yeah the grass is always greener on the other side <laughs> um so what I was thinking was what if Lot had actually chosen to stay in Canaan? What would if Abraham had have done what, what Abraham would Abram would 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 he have done? Would he have said, Okay, I'll go to the plains of Jordan? Or would he have been like, No, I'm gonna do what God told me to do in the beginning and I kind of messed up in that first part when I went to Egypt and kind of got, got screwed up with Sarai and, and Pharaoh over there. I've learned that lesson and now I'm just gonna stay in Canaan. But he gives Lot the choice and Lot decides he wants to go to the plains of Jordan. And so Abraham, Abraham gets stuck in the land of Canaan. And we don't know if, you know, Abraham was kind of willing to do that, if he was willing to stay in Canaan. Or if he kind of grudgingly was like, fine, okay, whatever, Lot chose to stay in Jordan, so I'm going to stay here. But God blesses Abraham for obeying him. Um, And it gives him a promise there in uh, in Genesis 13, 14 through 17. I won't read that right now, but you can look that up on your own time if you want. Um, So it seems like, and you'll see this later down when I keep going through these things, that Abraham obeys God. And it seems like right away, God blesses Abraham for for obeying him. Um, So Abraham obviously is blessed for um, staying here. And later down the road, you know, he keeps getting blessed. But Lot here is where you see this is kind of the downfall of Lot. So um, the next chapter, in chapter 14, there's a war. So there's these four kings, and um, including the, in those four kings, there's the king of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah, and they go to war with five other kings. And the five other kings uh, win that war, and they overtake the land of Sodom and Gomorrah, and Lot is taken captive. And Abraham, Abraham has to go and rescue Lot, and so like right off the bat, Lot's already in trouble for being in Jordan, and um, I um, and also later, of course, we all know about Sodom and Gomorrah, in Genesis chapter what is that chapter nineteen when God de- um, when God destroys God, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. But um, something else I wanted to take note of is. When Lot first settles in Jordan, it says he pitches his tent towards um, Sodom. And Genesis 13, verse 12, specifically says that. And then when you f- next come to Lot in chapter 19, he's actually dwelling in the city of Sodom. <laughs> On that way, he got comfortable. He he was like, no, I'm, I I think he knows something's wrong with Sodom and Gomorrah. He's like, I have to keep this distance. I'll just... I'll just stay in the tent, you know, I'll be separate from the city, you know, I won't really mingle too much, but you know, this is nice, I like it here, so I'll just keep my distance, play it safe. But somewhere along the way, he got too comfortable and he moved into the city. And what's really scary about this is when God, or those two angels came to tell Lot, hey, get out of here, God's gonna destroy the city. Um, The angels had to take Lot his wife and his two daughters by the hand and literally take them out of the city. It says Lot lingered in Genesis nineteen sixteen. It says while he lingered with you know his family, his his uh, wife and his daughters, the angels had to take them by the hand. So he wasn't really even wanting to leave the city, even after being told by God that he was going to destroy the city. And that's just really sad to me.
0: That and not not only that, but when you look at when they're telling him, hey you need to get out of here and they told him where to run they're like Mm -hmm. wait whoa no not there that's i can't remember the reason i was like too far or there will be other leads still or something like that let us run here instead yeah so he was he was given an opportunity to be saved, and was like yeah i don't really want to do that can i do this instead
1: yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's, uh really kind of sad um when every time i read that it's just like man what and that's a really dangerous situation I feel that can happen between, you know, and this modern day and age, you know, um, trying to be a Christian, trying to be separate from this world, but be of it at the same time, you yeah. know, love the people, but hate the sin. You know, that's what um, I've been told by so many preachers, you know, you got to love the people, you know, try to be a light to them, be a witness to them, but don't, but don't be um, swayed by the way of their living. You know, it can look yeah. tempting. They might have. They might seem to have all the wealth, all the money, uh, have, you know, really great life going on, you know. For some people, uh, have,
0: freedom. They may seem to have freedom.
1: Yeah, exactly. Whatever the circumstances, and that's kind of how it says, um, how I, you said it earlier, the grass is always green on the other side. But to stay and be content with what God's giving given you. And that's what Abraham, Abraham eventually did in that land of Canaan. He just accepted God's promise. He's like, God's promised me this land. He's promised that he's going to, later down the road, he's promised that he's going to give me a seed and uh, he's going to have a great nation. I'm just going to be content with that. I'm not going to look what what those people have over there or what those people have on that other side. I'm just going to stay here where God's told me. Um, and Lot, that didn't happen for Lot. So it's kind of interesting to see if this whole story with Lot, how he first went with Abraham, um, leaving Tara. That was a good thing. He left Tara, that uh, idol worshiper. He got out of that bad situation, and he went with Abraham, who was obeying the voice of the Lord at that time. But eventually, he gets separated from that. He leaves that protection of authority, and he goes to Sodom. Uh, He dwells outside of it at first, then he goes into the city, and he loses his wife as a result. His his wife looks back when they're escaping the city, turns into a pillar of salt. And then later, um, his daughters go into him. They both have sons by him, and that's Moab. And the Nami, which eventually become the Moabites and the Ammonites who are bitter enemies of the Israelites. So what would have happened if Lot had just stayed with Abraham? If he had just been like, No, it's better to stay here where God where you know God is, is obviously blessing Abraham instead of striking it out on my own and trying to, you know, live a better life, trying to, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. So that was something I wanted to point out there. And I think that's just a really a huge tragedy for a lot that must have been a hard a hard story hard life to live right there um and that kind of a change um there were so many things that i wanted to talk about abraham like literally every chapter there's oh i want to talk about this i want to talk about this but i realized that i had to kind of condense it so i'm going to jump all the way now to genesis chapter 17 where god promises um a son specifically by sarah and so, uh, before this, God had promised Abra- Abraham a seed, um, but He didn't say who was going to be by. So Abraham was thinking maybe it could be by a concubine, and so that's I think why he was thinking it was going to be Ishmael. When he, once he had Ishmael with Hagar in chapter 16, he's like, "Okay, I got my son now. And so this is going to be who my who that my heir is going to be. You know, who is going to have all these nations and this multitude of people. It's going to be great." And then in chapter 17, after Ishmael is born, God says, no, actually, Sarah is going to bear a son. Um, and so he had changed, God had changed Sarai's name to Sarah at this time, and Abraham to Abraham. Um, and God says, Sarah will bear a child, and his name's going to be called Isaac. And Abraham kind of laughs. Excuse my
0: background sound. Excuse my
1: are excused <laughs> i didn't really hear anything <laughs> oh, <that's> but uh, <laughs> uh abraham kind of laughed at that it was like yeah right you know i'm like hundred sarai's like I how old she was but she's like in her 90s she's old too Yeah. She and <laughs> yeah yeah uh, abraham laughed first and then sarai laughed or sarah laughed when god told her um that and i it's funny that isaac actually means laughter and it was god that had pick the name isaac so it's like god already knew that abraham was gonna laugh when he told abraham the uh the news uh he knew that sarah, sarah was gonna laugh when he told sarah that she was gonna have a son he's like yeah i already know you're gonna laugh and you're not gonna believe this so this is what you're gonna call him isaac
0: <laughs> uh,
1: i think that, that just cracks me up <laughs> but anyways god promised that out of isaac his covenant would be established, and you see his covenant. I think established in chapter sixteen. I think it was sixteen, or it might have been. It might have been before that. No, it was, it was chapter said that same chapter in chapter seventeen. Um, he kind of gives his covenant with Abraham that he's gonna, you know, have this uh, the succeeding multitude. He's gonna be the father of many nations and all that. And he's, he's gonna have the land of Canaan as his own and that would be passed down to Isaac. And that's um, really got to take note of that because what I want to now transition to is um, to the sacrifice. So when Abraham is going to sacrifice Isaac. So I'll now turn it back over to Pablo. Kind of got my notes caught up with his.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, um, so gosh sorry of course as soon as it gets turned over to me i lose all thoughts Um, so the the last point i kind of want to touch upon here uh is abraham going to sacrifice isaac and i know jesse's got this in his notes as well Uh, and unfortunately it's going to be a bit shorter of a podcast because of bad scheduling on my part um but the final the final thing that god was really wanting from abraham was to know, will you follow me no matter what? Will you give everything to me? Mm-hmm. And something that was very important to Abraham was Isaac. His only son, well, his his only son with Sarah, a son of his old age. And God said, you're going to take Isaac, you're going to take him up to the mount, and you're going to sacrifice him. Mm-hmm. Me being not a father would have been like, wait, what? The, the kid that you said was going to be the, the what? <laughs> what are you talking about? Um, I I definitely would have been pretty upset about that. But oh, yeah. what, what really floors me every time is he brings his servants with him and Isaac and then he has his servants well some of his servants uh, stay afar off while they go up to the mountain to sacrifice and isaac's walking along and i can i can imagine it kind of going like this in a in a more modern way like he's walking he's looking around he knows that we've got fire we've got wood he's like where's the sacrifice and he's like you know i'm gonna ask my dad I and mean, he's got to know mm-hmm. dad we've got the wood we've got the fire but where's where's the sacrifice yeah. and abraham's answer could not have been more perfect of god will provide himself a sacrifice yep I, I think he knew he wasn't going to make him sacrifice Isaac. And that's why he was willing to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, um I mean, I, I've got personal testimonies about that from any sort of special offering that I've had to give. And I didn't think I had enough. I'd put it in that I'd be able to be restored or have more, every sort of building commitment I made. Cause I, I know when I went to the Conquer Church, um, had this abundance of the heart campaign or something where you, chose a certain amount to give every month or every whatever I can't remember and there were multi, almost every month I didn't have enough money and God would provide a way for me to either get it or I would get it from someone else someone wouldn't mm-hmm. be like hey you know what I felt like you needed this for whatever reason and I would still be even even better I would still be able to tithe on that money <laughs> so, and have enough <laughs> for the commitment that was, yeah. that was what floored me every time uh yep. and recently uh there was a few things that I had to go through financially that I I'm not going to go into detail because it'll take way too long um that I had to trust in God for provision for it and it mm-hmm. was it was going to make it to where hey I can't make it to church if this doesn't happen and I said that next thing you know I'm provided for so boom he <laughs> was like yeah you're, you're still going I don't care what you say <laughs> um, So i mean him looking at isaac doing that and then bringing the knife down and literally having an angel grab his hand and stop him and be like hey uh yeah we see that you can do this now uh don't sacrifice your son don't kill him and next thing you know he looks over and there's a ram caught in the bush yeah like and where was that ram beforehand yes (laughs) i know they had to they would have seen a ram yeah, and he would have gone that because it says that he turned and lo, there was a ram, and and oh, now there's a ram. <laughs> so that that floors me every time.
1: Yeah. 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 Um. So, um. Uh, yeah, Abraham knew something was gonna happen. Either God was gonna resurrect Isaac if Abraham actually had to uh kill yeah. Isaac oh, <laughs> or <goodness>. or <laughs> or <laughs> Oh my bad I went
0: to grab your hand <laughs>
1: Uh or or yeah uh God would uh intercede and uh possibly stop Abraham and if So, yeah, I kind of want to go back. Uh, I'll try to be as brief as possible because Pablo has to wrap this up here. But um, in the first two verses, uh, Can it pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham? Uh, And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, for an offering upon one of the mountains, which I tell thee of. (laughs) And the way he said that, "Take Take now thy son, thine only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest. It's like, Thanks for rubbing it in. What do you want me to do now? Oh, you want me to sacrifice it?
0: <laughs> I, I, I can't even imagine Abraham at the beginning. Oh, man, we're going to have, like, a father-son bonding time. But,
1: what? Wait, what?
0: I'm not bonding with my son. I'm bonding him with my knife.
1: What? <laughs> what? Oh, man. Yeah, so the way that... <laughs> <laughs> that god words that uh i don't know that's it kind of strikes me as funny but that's just me it's it was, it was a really serious situation i'm sure for abraham um but that word tempt means of course to try to test uh put to the proof or test um so god was trying or if you will testing abraham's faith by asking him to sacrifice isaac his only son whom he loves so so much so um, in verse three, Abraham saddles up and goes to the place where God tells him to go with two young men. And those two young men in verse five, Abraham tells them that uh, he and Isaac are going to uh, go up and sacrifice and that they will both come down. So that tells me something right there. That's a huge clue that Abraham has. I didn't even notice has- that. Yeah, yeah, it's not exactly worded like that. So I'll read the actual verse, um, so you can see. Um, let me go with Genesis 22 verse, I think it's five. Yeah, Abraham said unto his young men, "Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and come again to you." Now, if he would have said, if it was just him coming back, he would have had to point that out because the way that you know it, the Bible is, everything's very direct. But um, it says. I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. So there's no difference. So that um, him and Isaac are expected to come back down again. So Abraham knows something. He's like, that's why I said in the very beginning, Abraham is either thinking, hey, if I actually have to sacrifice Isaac, then God's going to resurrect him or something. He's going to do something miraculously. Or I don't actually have to kill him. God's just trying my, my faith right now. Abraham knew that Because he he knew that because God had already promised him that through Isaac, this lineage was going to happen, that these great nations would come to pass and he was going to inherit the land. Abraham had already been promised that by God. And he knew at this point that God was not a God that broke his word. He didn't go back on his word. He kept his word every single time. And so he believed God. He's like, all right, you're going to try me. Now I'm going to try you right back. I'm going to do exactly what you're telling me to do. He's like, let's see how far you want me to go with this. And he goes up and he says, takes the knife out. And the angel of the Lord's like, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. You're good. <laughs> we 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 say that you're a uh, you know a, you're you know you're willing to sacrifice Isaac, your only son, your you know um, only legitimate son uh, through Sarah. you were willing to sacrifice him just because God asked you to. And so and then you yeah when pl- he looks across and oh, look! There's a ram, just coincidentally. And I don't know why we didn't see that before, but <laughs> and they set, they sacrificed the ram there, and yeah, and then they come both down the mountain, and those two young men probably had no idea what went on because all oh, they, they all that Abraham had told them was like, "Hey, we're gonna go up and then we're gonna come back down. We're gonna sacrifice and we're gonna come back down," and that's exactly what happens. So those young men are like, "Cool, let's go, let's go home now." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kind of funny. I wonder what Isaac had told his mother when he comes back and was like, Hey, mom, dad tried to sacrifice me <laughs> today. <laughs> dad tried to kill me.
0: <laughs> that's a nut.
1: That's a nut. I think we should have say, Pray for him or something, mom. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that that's kind of the end of my point. I try to do that as brief as I could. But uh, at the end there, the Lord blesses Abraham again. For obeying him in Genesis 22 16 through 18 I will read that real quick just because I want you guys to hear this Um, and said uh, the Lord said by myself have I sworn saith the Lord for because thou hast done this thing and it has not withheld thy son thine only son that in blessing I will bless thee and in multiplying I will multiply thy seed as the stars to heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed Because thou hast obeyed my voice, and that's kind of a promise right there. In thy seat, all nations be blessed. We all know that way down the lineage, Jesus was born through that lineage of Abraham and Isaac. Um, And of course, Jesus is the biggest gift that God's ever given us, and has blessed countless people. You know, so uh, I just kind of want to end on that note right there. Um, Later down the road, Abraham does have another wife, like. Pablo said, uh, "Name is Keturah, and he actually has six more sons, so he has a total of eight sons. That's just a kind of random fact for you guys if you didn't know that. But yeah, um, I hope this got, I hope this kind of helps you understand Abraham a little bit more, kind of see what he was going through, uh, what struggles he went through, and why he's called, you know, the uh, faithful Abraham and all that. So, yeah."
0: Um and we'll we'll go ahead and end this here uh for today. It's a bit shorter, like I said. We are hoping on making them a bit longer. Uh again, bad scheduling on my part. Um but don't don't forget to tell your friends about this podcast if you like it. If not, uh don't forget to tell your friends about this podcast so they can also not like it with you. Uh <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um god but uh, yeah we, and we do have our instagram page uh, of any upcoming stuff that we have and i'm hoping to do another giveaway this year uh mm-hmm. maybe not a bible like last time but a different piece of literature uh, from the yeah. UPC publishing house uh, we will go ahead and do that at some point uh but it'd be a lot more fun with more people just saying don't be selfish because you want to get drawn because i'm gonna make it where you gotta pick people to shout us out to like last time yeah uh but yeah if, again though if you guys have any prayer requests uh last year we, we still want to do that i did get a couple of prayer requests last year uh, i shared them with jesse if i'm if i'm remembering correctly to make sure that we did mm-hmm. pray for those if you want to mention on the podcast for more prayer hey go ahead let us know we'll do that yep. as long as it's uh kind of appropriate for all audiences <laughs> uh, we, uh, if you if you want me to, and it's not really appropriate for all audiences, I can bring it up with my pastor if you'd like. Uh, but uh, again, before we kick off the season here, I do want to reiterate: we are not your pastors. We are not responsible no. for you when judgment day comes. So, <laughs> do not lean on every single word we say. If it's something that your pastor's like, hey, yep, yeah, nope. Listen to your pastor. Listen to your pastor. Yep, he's he's got a lot more experience than these two blokes right here. So,
1: oh yeah, we're <laughs> just we're just we're just spouting out stuff, you know, trying to sound like we know something.
0: <laughs> here to four, we are now able to see whether or not we'll go us
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, we'll go ahead and end this podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we're looking forward to a great season with you guys.